Hello and welcome. You are listening to an informed take on current events brought to you by law students and staff of Queen's University Belfast. This is LawPod. Hello and welcome to LawPod. My name is Tamara and today I'm delighted to welcome Sarah Fagan and Rosie Rothwell from Allen and Overy. So if I'm right in saying you are both Queen's University graduates, yeah? That's right. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to be back on QUB soil? Oh, well, for me, it's been quite a while. <laughs> Rosie, not so long, but for me, quite a while. So it's lovely to see this new building um, and all these new facilities that are here that didn't exist in, in my day. So it's, it's very impressive. Good to be back. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's only been two years for me since um, I was last here, but... Seems like a lot's changed, lots of new faces on campus. Glad yeah, it's to be nice back. to have a bit of a buzz about the place as well. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, with COVID and everything, I don't think many people were on campus, so it's lovely to see kind of coming back to yeah, life. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I guess what I'm interested in knowing is really, Sarah, first of all, what was your route into law? And then, what is your area in law? And, and why did you choose it? Okay, sure. Um, well, I had a fairly a traditional route into law in that the, the subjects I enjoyed and was decent at at school <laughs> were the ones that were, you were naturally encouraged then to, towards law. So, I mean, I didn't have any lawyers in the family, no real experience of what the study of law might be, but I went with the, the career recommendations, read a bit about the courses, and, you know, I like facts. I like learning sets of rules. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my personality but I thought that it sounded you know all very interesting so yes off I went <laughs> to study um, law I did my undergraduate degree at Oxford and yeah I thought it was really really interesting challenging mm-hmm. but really interesting course for me in particular you know at skill you learn an awful lot of facts and dates and as long as you recite them <laughs> in a coherent format you'll do pretty well but the law degree was something different in that you had to challenge everything you had to think for yourself and apply sets of facts in different ways which was really rewarding experience for me so when I I came back to Northern Ireland after my law degree and um, did a a master's here at Queen's and then followed that up with my practical training at the Institute also at Queen's that was me really I joined a local firm which is now the the Belfast office of Pinsent Masons was there for eight years and and then moved to Allen and Overy where I've been happily ever since. I mean, that is a traditional Mm. route into law. And obviously for you at such a young age to to decide to go into that, it's obviously paid off and you're still enjoying what you're doing. So Still enjoying what I'm doing. Yes. And I've ended up being a a corporate lawyer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which again, you know, there's nobody in the family in business. I don't know anybody in corporate law, but I think from day one as a trainee in my corporate seat, it was something that just really appealed to me. You know, there's no two transactions are the same. There's different businesses work in different ways there's different sectors there's different clients who can be you know trickier than others and it's just yeah trying to to problem solve in different ways every day and what about you Rosie then what was your Um, so I graduated in 2020 and then ever since I've been working at Allen and Overy as a legal professional I applied in March of 2020 and then I started in August of 2020 and I'm really enjoying it so far all the different practice areas that I've been able to experience the good thing about A&O Belfast is it follows 
the route of the seat rotations that you would get at a training contract in London. I've been in banking, then in litigation, and now I'm in corporate. So you get a real sense of what commercial law is, which has been really exciting. And so far with the rotations, then what would be your favourite? Or are there any that you still have to do that you're maybe looking forward to doing? I'm looking forward to and enjoying corporate so far, obviously. Sarah's biased because Sarah's the senior associate of corporate. But I enjoy banking as well and just the variety of work and tasks that you might get. Perfect. And is there anything really for you, Sarah, that most excites you about practicing law apart from facts? <laughs> no facts and rules. <laughs> so exciting. I think it is what I've said earlier about how you know nothing is the same. So even if on paper you're you're doing another merger or acquisition, um, it's not just another one. There's a whole new set of facts, frameworks. So you you have to find your way out of of that particular puzzle, which is completely different from the one you probably did last week. I think the other thing I enjoy about law is that the practice of laws has moved on so much in my time even <laughs> sound like I'm 100 I feel like <laughs> it sometimes but you know it has come a long way from that traditional stuffy perception I think everybody has of it and maybe it once was but that's certainly not the case now and what attracted me to the role I'm in at the moment at Alan and Overy was because they were doing something different from the norm I didn't have to follow that career path that can be quite tricky for for women or certainly was at the time (laughs) to get above a certain level you know I was able to choose to do something new and quite innovative and and that was quite attractive particularly to be able to do it in Northern Ireland. I think what you said about the problem solving that's a big thing for me as well that I like about law and that even though you have your structure and maybe how you go about solving a problem it's that every client is different and you almost have to learn a bit about their business and what they do for you to apply your legal knowledge to solving their problem. Absolutely right. And that's the only way that the client will then trust you and you'll be able to add value to them and and what they're doing. And and actually what has been really interesting for me is learning quite early on that relationships are as important Mm -hmm. as your knowledge of the law and the sector. And so I think that keeps everything fresh. Definitely, especially in Northern Ireland because it is so small here I do think you need to have the working relationships and you know everything's referrals and word of mouth so if you have a good relationship with a client and do a good job they're definitely happy with you and will refer you on to others it's actually quite nice to have that relationship instead of it being so cutthroat (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell us any standout moments in your career I think I've been very lucky in my career that I've been able to work on very high profile transactions and also very high value transactions but actually you know saying to Rosie earlier they aren't the ones that stand out in my mind as the highlights it's always been something that has taken my skill set to the next level or has maybe been the start of a very you know fruitful relationship with a particular client or has taken our team to the the next step that those are the things that stand out particularly within a and O now and this being different to the traditional model it's been great to see how different projects and pieces of work that we're involved in have taken us to the next level in terms of complexity of work that's coming into us or what partners and clients are trusting us with their their most high profile work so I think that for me is is really the highlight. Yeah brilliant and what about you Rosie? I mean I'm just starting off in my career journey really but standout moments the project I'm working on recently actually although it's litigation 
creation and some people don't really like it that much but I actually wasn't really enjoying this recent project I've been on. It was quite a high profile sort of matter and it was just really interesting to be able to get involved and we've just had a lot of new LPs join us so it was quite interesting to take a more leadership role and mentor them a bit as well so I really enjoy that aspect of the sense of collaboration I suppose Mm. in between all of the different levels of straight from LP all the way to senior associate. And I would say even for you as well if you have new LPs coming in from a personal point of view you are able to see how you've grown and developed even in the short time you've been there and being able to take on that mentorship role obviously means a lot for you and and gives you confidence that you are doing well and that you're progressing, which is brilliant. Yeah, completely. That's it. Yeah. Perfect. And touching on what you said earlier, Sarah, about the the modern approach to practicing law, especially for females. I had seen recently that Alan and Overy were named the Times top fifty employers for women for the third year in a row. So what do you think A and O are maybe doing differently uh, to other firms that, that have made them secure this place? Most firms, if not all firms, can talk the talk and have the policies um, or or maybe just paying lip service to the fact. One of the things that attracted me to Alan and Overy is to see that actually in, in action. They are constantly putting in place policies particularly applicable to women. We have really great maternity pay. We've got shared parental um, leave. We've got adoption leave. We've got fertility leave. We've got something I have availed of quite a lot recently, emergency family leave, uh-huh. which was um, <laughs> very, very important during the, the COVID lockdowns, <laughs> just to be able to balance all of those um, competing factors. So there's a whole package of paid leave in place there to support people with not just females but quite a lot of caring responsibilities do fall on on women and we have a lot of of support in place there there's a lot of one-to-one coaching services available for women as well when they're trying to move up to different levels and it's not a one-size-fits-all either it's very much bespoke and tailored to where people are in their their career and, and where they want to to move to from that I mean, I think on top of that, it's always been important to me to see how those policies actually play out, you know, in, in real life, not just words on a page. And, and certainly in, in ANO Belfast, I think it's very telling when we look at our leadership structure. There's so many women in the, the senior positions. You know, the head of advanced delivery is Angela Clester. Our head of Belfast office is Naomi Buchanan. On our management team, the, the majority of the managing associates are, are female as well. So for me, it really shows that actually they have these policies in place but are practically making a difference so so that was very very telling for me. That made it stand out for me as well that attracted me to ANO Belfast when I was doing my research on all the firms and what I could apply for and ANO Belfast really stood out because of the level of um, seniority that was female and all of these women Sarah being one of them that took the management role and then obviously Angela um, and then also our chief operating officer Patricia Rogers and I think that makes ANO Belfast really stand out amongst its competitor firms that are maybe a bit more male dominated especially senior roles as you can imagine. Yeah I think just touching on that Rosie and I know each other obviously from QUB Women in Law Committee Mm -hmm. so it's a great lean-in circle for females that you know are studying law in Queens and when you touched on the flexible working in COVID you know I'm a career changer I have a son of six years old and 
whenever we were in lockdown and he was at home instead of at school, you're teaching, working, parent, everything. You're kind of one size fits all really, aren't you? So it's good that you had that flexible working in place. How did that help you get through that lockdown? If you have a busy family life, obviously that was important to you. Absolutely. I think that Anna really did go out of their way to support their staff during that time, which was extremely stressful for everyone, but particularly when you're juggling children alongside everything. So I have three boys, six, four and two. So you can imagine life is lively. Yeah, I mean, I have one at six and that's lively enough for me. So uh, kudos to you for getting through that. Yeah, when the first lockdown happened, the first day that the Belfast team worked from home was actually my first day back from maternity leave. So I didn't actually make it back to the office and had to dive straight into working from home without sort of settling back in the sort of normal way. But it definitely was challenging. You know, we were trying to, as a business, figure out how we could keep going with everyone working remotely, everyone juggling all these additional responsibilities. So we were very lucky in that we had direction from the top very quickly that your family is the priority, we'll work around it. And everyone was very flexible. We have a a big and solid team in Belfast, so it was easy to be, you know, could you cover that because I have to be on a Zoom call for French Club now, (laughs) but I can pick it up again later. You know, those sorts of things were regular occurrences. I think because everybody was in the same boat as well, clients and other offices alike, it, it definitely did help. You know, we had some interesting conference calls with children barging in. I think we had one where my youngest, Charlie, threw a potato at me. In the middle of <laughs> beaming live to various offices around the world. But we just um, were able to roll with it and, and model through. And do you think having so many females in leadership roles in Allen and Overy helped that decision come so quickly that maybe female partners had to juggle as well, like you said. So they understood the challenges that the rest of the workforce and especially female workforce were going through. I think that's absolutely right. Everyone was in the same boat and they equally weren't able to make all of the calls in the way they previously were. So there was an awful lot of of give and take and I think that paid out and we managed to get through it. And actually probably some long-term benefits um, have come out of that in terms of an appreciation for a hybrid working model rather than a a complete working from home. But I think our, our aim now is to get to three days in the office two days at home which will be actually wonderful for me personally to be able to be at home immediately at the end of the day with the boys rather than the commute and and all of that so that will make just an awful lot of difference and it's nice to have that balance like Mm. you say sometimes if you're at home you think about putting the next wash on or or what you're going to make for dinner exactly (laughs) or right I have to go and collect from school or there's always something to be done which is nice but then to be able to be in the office part of the week as well that you can focus and get stuff done I think you work more productively whenever you have a certain amount of hours that's right I think that's a sort of working mothers everywhere Mm -hmm. will agree with that so you can't play any of those games of you know 
presenteeism, you know, just, just being at your desk so everybody sees you at your desk. You've really got to make the most of the time that you have and you get to be quite ruthlessly efficient. You do, definitely. <laughs> I've, I've discovered that myself as well. <laughs> also plenty of late nights working, trying not to get mum guilt that you can get a bit of play in and then once you're in bed, then you sit down at the desk again <laughs> and you had mentioned as well that you were meant to come off maternity and go into the office which That's I'm right. sure even for yourself to mentally prepare for that you know it doesn't just switch on that all of a sudden you're leaving your child and going back to the office you do have to be prepared so I had seen that Alan and Overy had the return to work program I'm back that they actually won the gender diversity project of the year at the women in law awards last year for that did you avail of that or was that something maybe that you can tell us a bit about that has helped other females in Allen and Overy? Yeah sure so the I'm back actually has been implemented to address the loss of talent where people go off and spend a prolonged period of time raising a young family and are coming back to the workforce after sort of three plus years out it can knock your confidence a little and you know things do move on and you're maybe not completely up to speed with the latest technology or you don't know the new clients or the new ways of working or the new faces in the office and it is all a bit daunting. The programme really seeks to equip those returners with training and, and the knowledge and the skill set to be back up to speed and operating where they were at the level they were all those, those years ago just to give them really the confidence and the boost to come back to the office and that people will be patient and take their time and there's a way back. So at the moment that initiative runs from our London office but we are in the the process of planning how we can roll it out in Belfast as well. And it's great to have like you said it's in head office in London Mm. but even that they've implemented that and then the filtered up to Northern exactly. Ireland is great. Exactly, exactly. So in London, it's mainly focused on the ANO alumni, but it would be great when it's rolled out in Belfast too. Perfect. And Rosie, I haven't spoken to you for a while, so <laughs> do you think the I mean, gender diversity do you think there's a good level of it in the legal profession do you think that there's perhaps more that could be done I suppose from my perspective um my experience has just been with A&O which obviously has been very diverse and um, there's women in lots of senior roles in terms of the broader profession I'm sure Sarah can answer that one pa- pass over to you I think it has come a long way certainly since yeah. I started out I, know, I remember very well the days when you would sit up all night negotiating a share purchase agreement or something and, and then everyone would come in for the signing meeting and I would be asked to make the coffee and <laughs> be like but I did all this work um, you know, I think those days are, are hopefully and thankfully behind us and I think that for of really cottoned on to the fact that there's so much talent there and, and they're wasting it if they don't allow some degree of flexibility and remove the obstacles for the women in their employment. And like you'd said earlier, Alan and Overy have flexible working mm-hmm. and stuff like that in place and that really is removing the obstacles, isn't it? And they're not just all talk, they're actually putting these procedures exactly. in to help females. And you can see how it plays out yeah, then. Exactly. Yeah. So I suppose we'll finish on if either of you have maybe two or three pieces of advice for females starting in law, maybe 
from you, Sarah, who you've been in it for a few years. You've kind of <laughs> you know, you know, run of the mill. <laughs> and then, Rosie, if you have anything, just obviously from first starting yeah. out. Okay, I'll maybe, maybe kick it off then, Rosie, if that's okay. I, I would um, always advise people to be true to themselves. So I think when I started out, I probably tried to model myself quite a lot on some of the meal stereotypes you know you had to be there sitting at your desk you had to be quite aggressive and bullshy on calls you had to be well not that I ever played golf but you know you had to be doing those sorts of things to get ahead and I actually think now I've realized that you have to know your own worth and what value you can bring and just be confident in that don't try to follow anybody else's model you know you're there for a reason you just work the way you work (laughs) the rewards will come yeah I, I was going to say be confident so definitely just echoing what Sarah said and yeah don't be afraid to speak up and to put yourself out there I think as women sometimes we're not as confident and we think certain roles should be male led or you know there's just the stereotype but I think be true to yourself as Sarah said and be confident in your own ability you set can. your own boundaries I think yeah. is important too I have never really found any great pushback when I say I can't do a call at 8am because it's school run time you know if I'm very clear about that from the outset people respect that there's never any issue but I know there was definitely a time in my career where I would have felt the need to be there and make whatever arrangements were possible in the background to make that happen that's definitely something I would <laughs> encourage people to do just to, to set their own boundaries and maybe even find a mentor within your organization who's walked that walk and can help you shape those boundaries as you move through your own career yeah definitely that is a really good piece of advice especially for law students here who perhaps only have limited work experience and are in an academic setting to then go out into the workforce and not really know what to expect so having the confidence to do that and then a mentor who can help guide them Mm. through everything so thank you very much for coming on today thanks for having us thank you you have been listening to law pod an informed take on current events brought to you by the law students and staff at queen's university belfast law pod is funded by the queen's university law school follow us on twitter at qab law pod for more information you can also visit our website lawpod.org And please have a look in the show notes for more information about the topics covered today. You can find us on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.